Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. Hey, and I am Peter Gett, and you can find my Star Wars podcast at Rebels Rebels Pod. And then I also play in a band called Sore Thumb that you can find at SoreThumbBand.com. How's it going? Cool. Awesome. It's going, man. Thank you for joining us this week. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about this. Nate and I just uh, got finally caught up on, on Star Wars Rebels. and Oh, my gosh. Man. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. So excited for the future. Yeah, our podcast is we're revisiting the entire series episode by episode. Um, and we just are finishing season one. So we will get to the finale in like four years. Damn. So you, awesome. you have that to look forward to. Yeah, you have <laughs> a lot of content. That's a journey. Yeah. Um, so what is your love for uh, Dawn of Justice like in comparison? <laughs> so, oh, in comparison. I mean, there are a few things I love in comparison to Star Wars. So, I mean, that's unfair. <laughs> Um, so I have controversial feelings for this movie. I grew up loving comic books and growing up, especially I was really into DC. I like Marvel a lot now. I don't know. We could talk about that a little later if you want, but, um, we like Marvel. Yeah. I think, I think Marvel has had a really strong run of comics, especially compared to DC currently but I'm also not as up on it as I used to be I used to be really into comics um, this movie I, I, I have feelings about I, I like a lot of it and then I don't like a lot of it um, but I do think it is fun and I mean I saw it opening night I've seen it multiple times I'm gonna see every DC movie probably right when it comes out so yeah you know no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got to, like, sometimes, like, I'll go see a superhero movie, like, even though if I ended up didn't liking, like, not liking it or whatever, but it's, like, when we stop supporting comic book movies, like, it, like, hurts the whole, like, uh, like genre and filmmaking. Like, yeah. and they start to question, like, all right, so if that doesn't work, then maybe, maybe this, uh, like, kind of well is dry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people complain about this movie, and I, I, I obviously have issues with parts of it, but if you would have told 12-year-old me that I'm going to get a movie where Batman fights Superman, and I'm going to complain about it, I would punch myself in the face. So, I mean, I, I really think it's important to keep letting, you know, there, I have issues with Zack Snyder's vision in some parts. Some parts I think it's awesome, but, you know, if we don't let people take these characters and execute their vision, then, like... I don't know. I think we're in a bad place in fandom. So is it just like preference? Like, like the movie is all right. It's just not what you wanted. Or do you think they're like filmmaking wise? It's not up like to par or anything. I actually think, I think Zack Snyder in this movie specifically is a very good filmmaker. I, I think he's good at executing his vision, which I really like. Um, I think it's funny because there's a lot of parallels right now in the Star Wars universe with uh, The Last Jedi. And Mm -hmm. I am a big time Last Jedi defender. I think it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And the amount of hate that I've gotten on some of my opinions for that movie really makes me sympathize with the people who feel attacked for liking the DC movies. Um, And I think, for me specifically... 
I like to see something that I, I like to see writing in a movie that is not generic in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, doing more interesting things. So the parts that, you know, Wonder Woman's a good example. I loved the first, I think this is a common criticism. I love the first 75% of it, but when it just turns into, you know, the big CGI fight that everyone does in every superhero movie. It feels uh, like it's end, unoriginal it's, and like, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of my, I, I kind of roll my eyes at kind of some of the superhero tropes and the, yeah. all right. Yeah, so yeah, you I'm enjoy seeing, like, you enjoy seeing like the, the risks that are taken in, in the last Jedi and like, like exactly three fourths of wonder woman. But with mm-hmm. Dawn of justice, with its creative decisions, although risky, you're just not about the decisions that were made. I think I like the risk. I guess that that's a good way. You're you're helping me hone in on it. This is good yeah. because I didn't even know my feelings. That's I why like we're this. here. It's like a therapy session. Yeah, it's why <laughs> I like uh, like I, I like Star Wars Episode One a lot, and mm. I'm not afraid to tell people that because it's like there's something that's so risky about mm. all the decisions that George Lucas was allowed to make. Like it created such a weird movie that yeah yeah it kind of like puts things into question like later on connecting to the original trilogy, but like. There's just they look. It looks so weird and pot racing. Like it's allowed to be weird. Like it was allowed to be to get weird and take those risks, and that's why I yeah. really like that film. Yeah, I uh, my big thing that I've I've landed on with the Last Jedi, I think it applies to this. Is I don't think people can ever say, for the most part, this was pointless. There was no reason for that. That was dumb. Like he doesn't know how to make a movie or whatever, because that's a lot of the stuff. Like that's exactly what they sound like. In the last Which show. movie are we talking about? <laughs> oh, both of them. So, yeah. I mean, and it's like, you know, it's not pointless. You just d- disagree with the point. And I think that's where I fall with this. I like yeah. the risks that are being taken. I like what the direction they're going. I just don't think it was executed in a way that I enjoy. I think that's a better way to put it. Like same with episode one in star Wars, you know, yeah, I, I I like the risks, but I don't think it was pulled off in a way that I enjoy. Yeah, I do. Yeah, there's something about Last Jedi that I I, I I'm glad you brought that up because like you do see it on both sides now. You see it from a Star Wars aspect, and then you're able mm-hmm. to like relate to how another fandom feels. And um, I think right now, recently that happened in news is that Deadpool two is like ordered like reshoots or something. I don't really like to get into rumors, but like. Mm-hmm. And that there's almost like you start to feel when directors like lose the when like reshoots are mandated because studios are starting to push back on on director creativity and you're starting to see it more and more happen in other fandoms that people look back and they go oh that's what you know DC and Zack Snyder were getting all into about and mm-hmm. it's like it's just crazy to see that happening yeah. more and more yeah but. and I I love Joss Whedon and obviously there were other circumstances that. I feel for for uh, you know Justice League, but I would have preferred to see a Zack Zack Snyder version of that movie. Maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, or but I would have preferred it to be an executed with his vision. No. Yeah, True. I hear that a lot. A lot of people that didn't even um, that don't even like Zack Snyder, they're like, I probably would have liked it less, but I would have rather seen his <laughs> version, version of it yeah. and like have an actual opinion about it yeah. because it seems like nobody's film at, towards at, at the end of it all. But totally. Um, but uh, yeah, so today we're talking about minute 151 of Donna Justice, which is going to start with us um, actually starting into some controversial stuff, which is uh, this like 
Earthscape shot of a zombified Superman, which is something that you probably wouldn't say normally in in any other Superman <laughs> film. Like, yeah, oh yeah, we irradiated Superman. Yeah, we decided to nuke him, and he doesn't even look like zombified, like just dried up. He Not looks anymore. like his face looks like it's fractured too. So it's like oh, like re- cracking. It it looks like it was. I always look at it, and there seems to be way too many. I don't know. His face always looked like broken, and like it was fixing itself as well. And it's like that's it's still a creepy look. Like skin forming yeah. back into itself. Even even mm-hmm. the Dark Knight Returns when people like read that for the first time, it was like that's n- no one wants to see that kind of Superman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna ask. Is canonically like, does this imply that Superman can be killed by nukes? Like, if they would have nuked him and he just never got back in the sun, would Superman just be dead? But I, see, I don't. <laughs> It's hard because I was trying to have this conversation last week. I think he should. So our last guest kind of swayed me to believe otherwise. But I feel like if he were to get hit in a, with it by a nuke, uh, especially in space, he'd be dead. Um, you know, one, because he w- wouldn't be able to breathe anymore because he's like, you know, holding his breath in space. And it's like, oh, that I'm out. Yeah. I knocked the wind out of me. But and we concluded you know, that Superman cannot breathe in space. No, he can't. Interesting. I never he, thought of that. Yeah. Uh, cells charge like batteries, so he's able to do that, is how I was swayed to yeah. believe, and I'm, I'm inclined to, to stick with that. It's great. But can a nuke actually just straight on kill Superman? Not and, on and, Earth. And, then, <laughs> and not be in a yellow sun? Yeah, mm, it depends on how long he's been in a yellow sun before that, because <laughs> he's still like a battery. It like depends on how much energy he's like saved and stowed away. Like yeah. in the book, he drained the life out of everything that was around him, and then got back to it because there were still clouds above the sky or whatever. But I guess he was able to recharge himself. But in this movie, like he's not—he's not dead. He's just like passed out. Yeah, with this nuclear like ex- yeah. attack. Would you call it light switch in the jaw? Oh yeah, he's just unconscious. So I'm left. I mean, I get that, but I, I'm left because I don't think a nuke would be able to like blow him apart into little pieces. Oh no. I mean, this might be getting pedantic, but that's kind of my thing. Um, then what is like, b- like physiologically, what in the Kryptonian cells? Why does he look like a sucked up mummy? I think that's just like. I don't. I, I've always. A tone taking it to like the radiation effect of the nuke like he's absorbing all of the radiation uh, in his vicinity just like how he would be absorbing like the solar and i guess energy at the same time everything. the body is trying to heal itself that fast because he's superman yeah and so it, it becomes like almost this uh morbid like state you're not completely obliterated but you're still There's intact malnutrition and your cells of- are like deteriorated but also rege- trying to regenerate at the same time like that's like that has to be just his body fighting it that yeah. radiation that's why he looks so messed up because okay. then yeah that makes sense know. yeah i like that that's yeah that's crazy yeah um, i do but it, i do you said this was controversial and I, I i don't know anything about that but i actually do like this shot i thought it was really cool when i saw it in the theater i thought it was striking and i like mm-hmm. the effect of the mummy superman I mean, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's controversial to, from between fans that do like the film and comic book fans that don't like the film. I think it's controversial in the sense of like, uh, the part of the audience that is just families taking kids to go see Superman movie or Batman movie. It's like, 
This is Superman that <laughs> just got hit by a nuclear yeah, weapon. Yeah, Superman gets hit, hit like. Like it's it was like I said it so it was shocking in the Dark Knight Returns when they showed it, mm-hmm. just like you know back then in the eighties like, uh what, <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's just but I mean that's the whole point of it, but you yeah. know. I don't know why but thinking of families going to see this movie kind of makes me laugh. I, don't, <laughs> I never feel about th- I never feel like this is a family movie. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it was intended to be. Yeah, which is I mean, Dark Knight Returns isn't a family book either. So yeah, I mean. yeah, it really isn't. And uh, I'm trying to think of another one, but um, yeah, so like it's uh, going back to the minute. Um, I don't know how to say it. Like, but he like just re- he just becomes Superman again. Yeah, man, he like, recovered. He recharged. He's like you know getting direct hit from the sun. Yeah, I re- and I re- I really like this part. I will say, um, out of the whole Doomsday fight, I'm I, I actually love this minute. You gave me a good minute, and I really appreciate that. I and think this is like the minute, yeah. or one one of the minutes of this entire movie. Um, yeah. and it starts with him like opening his eyes with that red in his eyes. Like I mm-hmm. love how it's this this version of Superman uses his like heat vision, like a jacked up like action hero has an assault rifle it's almost like when he opens his eyes he's like let's do this and then flies back under it's Earth exactly with like metal what it music is. playing behind him it's yeah. awesome it's weird because we've been um like in this throughout this movie and i guess in this universe as a whole it seems like the general populace deem someone a kryptonian as if they could like only based on the fact that they can shoot lasers from their eyes. Like, that's it. Like, everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's got heat vision? Yeah, he's a Kryptonian. Oh, this guy, mm-hmm. can. he's got fire coming out of his eye? Yeah, Kryptonian. Get it. Yeah. Like, it's like, it happened twice. No one else can do that. We only know it's a Kryptonian. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, too, because canonically, at least in my feeling, I feel like heat vision was one of his, like, B or C powers. Like, it was just above X-ray vision. Like, no one really cared that he had heat vision. But in this universe, like, Superman's heat visioning everything. <laughs> There was something about Superman that just got oversaturated with punching. He was just yeah. always just stick with, sticking with punching. It was, oh, yeah, I guess he could punch him. Oh, yeah, he'll just punch him. Oh, make yeah. sure he's not alive or if he's just, you know, a soulless robot. Yeah, you can punch him. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. just what that whole thing was. Even, yo, I'm a big fan of Frost Breath. That, when they showed that in Justice League, I was like a schoolgirl. That was like, yeah, thank oh you. God. Awesome. School that's girl. Cool. Like, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, right? Like, there was a really cool Powerpuff Girls episode where one of them got frost breath, and I was like, you know what? This is just like Superman repainted. Wow. Superman finding out his frost breath powers. It's dope. It just makes too much sense. So once you think about, like, having having heat vision as an ability, like, of course that would be my first move. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like your eyes, like a Kryptonian's eyes, should just naturally be set to like <laughs> that <laughs> that spectrum, and it's like, oh yeah, maybe on Earth you just have to dial it back. So yeah, that's like just normal Cyclops taking off his glasses, and him using his heat vision, which is <laughs> my favorite X Men. Cyclops, yeah, it's just cool. It's a cool, uh, yeah. Lasers from your eyes are yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you get to wear cool sunglasses all the time. Um. But while we're talking about heat vision, we got to bring up this other person with heat vision. Napalm vision. Napalm vision. Mm-hmm. Um, just chasing down the Batman. Now, he doesn't fly, but he leaps. So Is he still in a leap at this point? He looks like he's flying at this point. I was going to ask that. He looks like he's floating. 
Yeah. Yeah. It does look so, I like, was confused about that. We Every time I look at it, I go, he's so flying, right? When he yeah. did his first, when he was molting. The wind just caught him really good. When he was, I think he might be flying. <laughs> when he was molting, he was getting a feel for the gravitational field around him. Like the rocks and everything was floating up, just like how Zod did and, and Cal did in the first. Because that would steel. mean that he had to jump farther than he expected Batman to go to like. Because Batman, you can see the Batwing in like the shot. Yeah, he would have to jump like. He would have to jump ahead of him to even catch up. Yeah. Because like. So he is flying. I think he's flying. He's learning to. He's getting better. Yeah. What if Doomsday only weighs like five pounds and he's just oh. caught in a gust like a kite? So we yeah. really don't know how much he weighs. He could just be hitting the ground hard with his super strength. I mean, that spirit goes right through him. So maybe, right. maybe it's hollow. Um, <laughs> hollow Doomsday theory. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be on the deep web forums talking yeah. about it. So hit us up there. I, I'm, um, sure, I'm sure you've <laughs> talked about this uh, before, but I really like this bat plane, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Right. It's pretty cool. And I don't think it gets a lot of uh, it gets a lot of screen time. But I'd say behind like the Michael bat Michael Keaton bat plane that literally looks like his logo. This is my second favorite bat plane. Wasn't that the Batman Forever one? I want to remember Batman that Returns, but no, it was in the first Batman movie because I remember Batman, like the scene where like he flies straight up and like yeah. mm-hmm. goes into the moon and it makes it, it literally makes his like chest mm-hmm. logo. Um, and that was that was obviously my favorite. Maybe yeah. that's the toy I had when I was a kid. But yeah, I, I really like this one. How do you feel about um, the Dark Knight one? Not a fan. I feel okay. opposite. It's interesting. I feel I like I like the Dark Knight Batmobile, how it's like super mi- militaristic and kind of realistic. Like, I think that's cool. But then when they did the Dark Knight Batplane, I was like, yeah, or Batwing, whatever it's called. I was like, eh, this is lame. And I feel kind of the same way about this movie. I like this Batplane a lot, but I don't like this Batmobile. Hmm. Yeah, Fair I enough. Know. It's inverse. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um... What are your opinions about Doomsday here, who's also in this scene? Um, it's part of my complicated feelings. Um, I really liked Doomsday as a character growing up. The The Death of Superman comic, I remember, was one of the first ones to really put an impression on me. And mm-hmm. especially the more I think about it for this minute, I don't know if Zack Snyder really made any mistakes with the character of Doomsday because there isn't really a character of Doomsday. He's kind of just a mindless killing machine. That's a good um, argument. <laughs> but there's something just comes off of it. I think it's just the CGI punching. I think I just zone out when it's just like a big, giant blob of CGI pump punching. And like, I kind of... So it, it works on a comic, maybe, but for movies, just like the, the bad guy who's evil for evil's sake, just I don't find it interesting. So I like also any... think he kind of looks mm-hmm. like a snot baby. Yeah. <laughs> which i don't like very much I, I i mean i don't i didn't like his like original ponytail like his old man hippie ponytail that he had in the comics but mm-hmm. i really liked the like the big jetting bones it was, it was like a it was cool in the comics. sumo wrestler ponytail right wasn't yeah no is it not like a sumo wrestler kind of like a like a pro- professional wrestling you remember omega red he looked like that but not blonde hmm 
I always thought it was like he was supposed to look like a wrestler or like a like a luchador. Yeah, it kind of looks yeah. like. Yeah. Like, kind of. I don't think he was actually a ponytail. Now that I think about it, I think it was just like wispy. No, he had a ponytail. Hair. It was oh, wispy, and then yeah, there was a ponytail. I, yeah. I think one of the Injustice skins, he has a ponytail. Mm-hmm. I'm from the Bay Area, so like I just always got reminded of like an old '70s hippie that never got <laughs> out of it. Yeah, we, we'll go with that. <laughs> it's just the anti-hippie. Um, but yeah, he's, I like giant monster movies, so I'm okay with it. Is that like an issue for you? Like giant CGI things or like just the design? I think it's when, I think it's when it's like a hero versus a villain. Like that, that conflict, I need to have a, some sort of emotional through line. Um, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I don't know if we want to give away anything like, when we're recording this or whatever, but like the genius part of black Panther, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm not going to spoil anything is like, I really related with the villain in black mm-hmm. Panther. Like I got where he was coming from. That, that was like, he was right. Just his methods were wrong. Yeah. And so like, that's what I identify with in a villain. Like they're developed and they have a real motivation, um, mm-hmm. which I think is different than a monster movie. Cause it's not like, you know, like Superman fighting Godzilla the point of a monster movie is just kind of smash things and, you know, scare you a little bit and give you thrills. But that's not what I'm looking for in these grand, like, you know, hero versus villain stories. grand final. Like. And, like, if that's the end of the film, like, if we're reaching the, the climax of the film, like, it has to involve maybe some more, something of more weight to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and you can't really do that with Doomsday. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess not really. I mean, he originally he was just you know two guys punching each other. Yeah, it was just there to it was just there. It's <laughs> a little so, hard. But if like mean, other villains in the like film have to like would have to carry that role, and then it creates that um, it can create that like two villain structure, which works for for some films. I think um, like we can even look at Black Panther. Like Claw was like kind of like the muscle, kind of like the. Um, it's going to sound really weird, but kind of like the Darth Vader of the film in Star <laughs> Wars, whereas like, it's like the, um, it's like the bait. Like, it's not the real villain that you're worried about. It's like the emperor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So like Killmonger ends up being like the emperor type villain. And a lot of good movies do that. They have like two, uh, like a two villain structure. I'm trying to think of some other ones, but um, Star Wars is the one that always comes to mind first. Yeah. And that that's the, that's, you know, I I don't want to come off as a Marvel fanboy. You know, like Ultron was the same thing. Like I had no interest in Ultron because he's just a giant CGI thing who just hated humans because he hated humans for some reason and wanted to kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And even I mean, I think the Emperor. I love the Emperor in Star Wars mostly because he's like such a good character. It's almost Shakespearean, but you know, I never found him that interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know his motivations until you dive into the EU and start going to the prequels and stuff like that. But in Return of the Jedi, he's just an old space wizard. Old like, space okay, wizard. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this minute, after the Batwing chart, so we, he's pretty much flying. Doomsday's flying towards <laughs> Batman and manages to clip him with the heat vision, um, which sends uh, Batman crashing into what looks like a, like a church. It yeah. looks like a, like an old Gotham building. Um, mm-hmm. Which is real nice set design because this whole part at about what thirty five seconds in is like 
an actual set. Yeah. Uh, and they do that in the uh, Pacific Rim while we're talking about giant monster movies mm-hmm. where they have like the gypsy crash, but then as they zoom in on the beach, it becomes a real set. And I noticed that that was something that I love that transition that when they do that in film, like it's one of the coolest things for me. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering about this. Batman crashes and he's about to get laser visioned mm-hmm. and he says OS, which I giggled at cause I'm an immature child. <laughs> Does the bat wing not have an ejector seat? Yeah. There's a, uh, there's some issues lying in this, uh, in this moment I, here. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Batman, you know, has like bat shark spray and like, yeah, like grappling hooks and like everything in the world, but he just didn't think to put a, ejection seat in this plane yeah, it's very uh out of character <laughs> you think he should have a, an ejector seat he's i'm with you on this one you don't like the fact that he flinches oh i yeah that was my i didn't want to skip to that yet but yeah oh, you don't want to skip to that oh yet? i was gonna right, i was gonna continue to this debate whether he have an ejector seat <laughs> all right yeah he should have an ejector seat there just should be an ejector seat you're going reverse of the next frame that's coming down and it looks like an ejector seat so it's kind of silly oh yeah but it does yeah there is no just rewind seat. it there you go yeah. <laughs> rewind it and there's your ejector seat um yeah there should totally be an ejector seat or something else that he just doesn't sit there like he should have ejected as the plane was going down mm-hmm. and you i know? feel like it's like a very batman thing like i can picture it in my mind where he's flying and alfred takes over the drone like the drone part of it and he uses the ejector seat to shoot himself up and then he like yeah. kind of glides Wait. to take out some bad people but he doesn't even do that in like the warehouse scene he kind of like climbs out and like walks carefully onto the thing and Alfred kind of like flips him into the building. But then all Doomsday would have to do is look up. It would be like, you guys ever play Titanfall? And it's like you eject out and they just like <laughs> shoot you while you're in the air. It's like all Doomsday would have to do is be like, oh, and just look at you. And by line of sight, like you're just in a parachute. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like it's a little harder in Titanfall. Let me tell you here, <laughs> but it's not that hard. But, um, yeah, so maybe maybe it's like, nah, this wouldn't work. Maybe I'll give him benefit of the doubt that he considered and he was like, nah, that won't work. <laughs> okay. I do not like the flinching though. The flinching to me is like I don't know. Like I I I kind of think of like Final Crisis Batman and like the Batman that's kind of like slightly suicidal in the sense of like I I'm okay with this. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm here to get the job done. If yeah. I die, I die. Like say oh shit, that's fine. But, like, just stare down Doomsday as he kills you. Like, something... <laughs> the flinching always, to me, felt like, wait a minute, Batman wouldn't flinch. Yeah. But that's just me. He doesn't... Or put his hands up. Like, what is that going to do? Yeah. You've seen what, you've seen what your, his, this fire vision does. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? And it's yeah. just... It's honestly just all for the introduction to the next character, but it's just... Which I'm all for. It just... Oh my gosh. Was weird, and I wonder if it was an actual conversation that they had, like on set. It's like, okay, why are we gonna make Batman look this helpless in this situation? Maybe because it is to have Diana be his kind of uh, bringing it back to the light, bringing you, helping you up, giving you a helping hand kind of deal. Maybe. Well, now that you say that, I mean, we'll get to it in other minutes. 
But everyone always says, like, oh, Zack Snyder hates Superman. Zack Snyder hates Superman, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if he likes Batman that much for how he treats him in this last act. Because he seems like a helpless little child this entire fight. It makes Which me laugh. I know. It's I mean, so funny. It's true. It's so true. He's just a man staring upon these gods that are just yeah. battling it out. I'm sure he was like that. He was like that in just as like animated series sometimes too, where he just like, listen, <laughs> this is like he was in his jet a lot. A lot of times yeah. he was in his jet. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times when yeah, sometimes people enjoy that when Batman is kind of stumped by the other superheroes like mythologies that surround them and he's just like hmm and like yeah doesn't want to talk about it or anything there's always something enjoyable about that kind of uh making batman the butt of a joke but um yeah this this does this minute is one crazy minute so we had zombified superman regenerating back to life doomsday flying chasing batman first batman movie ever to have like this justice league tier type villain like it's not joker or penguin or anything it's like a live action movie of Batman fighting an alien. And uh, now we skip to this part where he's about to die and Wonder Woman shows up in this film and in the nick of time. Yeah, and like, damn, this is like in the fil- in the theater I was like, damn, this is that movie. This is that movie. This is that movie. This we is got, it. Like we have Batman Wonder Woman Batman, Wonder Woman and Superman. It's like, damn, this is it. My money went right here. <laughs> so, like I mean, there might have been better better ways to pull off the Wonder Woman dynamic in this movie, but I am 100% fine with everything that happens in this Doomsday fight just to get Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman in this movie because she is a freaking national treasure for Israel and America, and I am so into what she does with this character. Yeah. No, yeah, I, this uh, this kicks off my, my absolute favorite part of this entire movie because... Well, not not really just the song. <laughs> the song is pretty cool, um, and I have some notes on that one. But like, just that I can like put this movie on at any time, and like this Trinity fighting Doomsday thing exists on like film. Like, mm-hmm. it's Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, like, and this giant alien. Like, the fact that we have that is the reason I love this so much. And this shot um, of Wonder Woman actually doing this. Um, I don't know if what is the name for this gauntlet thing that she does. This is gauntlets. Yeah, she like the the shot of her arming herself and then disarming afterwards, which we'll get to in tomorrow's minute, is like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I will ask though, because again, pedantic is my thing. Why wouldn't she use her shield? Like, isn't that literally what a shield's for? For shielding yourself from things. She uses it. Um, in the the next time it happens, yeah, yeah. If I were her, though, I'd just use it for everything. That's literally what it's for. It's called a shield uh, for for a reason. You're supposed to. What is it? Maybe it just looks cooler to have your arms crossed yeah. in front of your face as you put them down. But you can't uh, you can't unleash it back out because you absorbed it. So now you have like a buff on you, and <laughs> she's supposed to like use it in return. But if she had the shield, she could not return that amount of energy. She can't. No. So she had she used the gauntlet so she can have something to fight back. Yeah. She won't so need it because she has Superman next in the next time helping her. Okay, that makes sense because I actually don't know. Wonder Woman was a blind spot for me growing up, so I, I actually don't know the extent of her powers and stuff. I just really love her in these movies. It's really just well, she yeah she is like 
part god, but it's like it's the weapons too that are all like made from Hephaestus, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sh- the sword, the shield, the the lasso, like all that stuff. Just like god she becomes like this, yeah, she becomes this like gladiator of sorts. Um, it just happens to be part god. It's I don't know. It's that Greek mythology aspect that I've always really loved about it. Mm-hmm. It just it creates room for her to like have just like these wild stories, and I think it's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. So yeah, she shows up. That song issue with you does kick in, and uh, yeah, introduction of Wonder Woman. What did you say the song was called? Issue with you. Issue with you. That's the name of this. That's the cue on the on the album. That's that's what it's called. I got an issue with yeah. you. Yeah, it's. It's called Issue With You, like, in a parentheses, Wonder Woman theme, but this, the whole piece itself almost sounds like it's the theme for the whole trinity, which will, uh, once it, like, starts actually playing in, like, the other minutes, I'll talk about it, but it has, like, it encompasses the theme of both Superman and Batman within it, so, which is really cool. All right. But, um, do you guys have any other notes for, um... Well, we went through all four major characters. So, yeah, yeah Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Doomsday. Do you guys have any about any well, of those? Well, the only other thing is I remember a lot, uh, previous episode I listened. I don't remember which one of you, but one of you said you didn't like this song, and I want to bring you to task for a second. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the song as a whole. It's just the cue of the electric cello, and I'm just not – I just it's cool. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I just wasn't feeling it, especially in the theater when I saw it. I was – I was just so taken aback by how rock and roll it was. I was like, what? Oh, my gosh. I, you hate I, rock and roll? What is wrong I with you? I hate rock and roll, guys. <laughs> just no way. He's the principal from, isn't it a mayor of Footloose or whatever? What's that movie with Kevin Bacon? <laughs> principal. Um, is it a principal or a town? It was oh. a school. It was a town. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It had Kevin Bacon in it. Um yeah, it's just like uh, I just wasn't. It's growing on me a little bit more. It I I enjoy it in the Wonder Woman movie, especially at the end with the big CGI fight. I don't know why, but or just like, like I like in that German town. Or yeah, and uh, Belgium town. Yeah, and like the No Man Land and stuff like that. Like that's good. But then like the um, you know, like the like the chanting that's also in not chanting, but uh, Dark Knight Rises. No, no, no. In this. The in electric the cello in the song, the vocals. Yeah, I guess it's like the vocals. Whatever. It it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the the rock and roll aspect just kind of took me so off guard that it still just left a little sour taste in my mouth. I uh, I mean, it, it it made an impression on me too. But I honestly think that was the one thing I remembered the most from this movie. Uh, a lot of it was a blur, but I remember walking out of the theater being like, I love that song. That song was so <laughs> fucking good. I remember Mark said the same thing right as we walked out. You said the same thing, something very similar. And I remember being very embarrassed, being like, no, nope, <laughs> I didn't like it. Did not like it at all. <laughs> I just love this part. Just it's a great part. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's great. <laughs> it's just something I don't, I, rock and roll and Wonder Woman didn't make sense in my mind. Now I can't like listen without it. I think I, I mean it's good workout music. All right, <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. So that's all. That's all I had. Cool. 
Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minutes, toolmedia.com, and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Um, and yeah, we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.